Well, it has happened just as I predicted. Christmas has been canceled. Supreme Leader Dr. Fauci has given us the final proclamation that Christmas has been canceled. And I'm sure many governors will follow suit shortly thereafter if they haven't already. So I hope you hunker down and get safe and cower in fear. Anyway, here we go. All right, welcome back to Church Public. It is great that you are here with us today. There is so much going on in the world, and I I am honestly struggling with time to keep up with talking about it. So I've been talking about uh, a lot of things, thinking about a lot of things, and uh, today I noticed that Christmas has been canceled, so I felt like in the intersection of faith and culture, Church Public, that's where we are, we would talk about how Christmas is canceled, since Christmas is a rather big deal in the Christian worldview. Um, If you haven't already, check us out at churchpublic.com. You can check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Church Public. Send us a message, like, subscribe on iTunes, and I would love to hear from you. Ask any questions you want. I will try to get to them. Um, So, as expected, Christmas has been canceled. Yes, Dr. Fauci uh, has given us that proclamation, um, and I'm sure... Many governors around America will uh, try to uh, send that mandate out and enforce that. Dr. Fauci said, quote, uh, we have a big problem. He said, look at the numbers. The numbers are really quite dramatic. Um, And uh, I'm going to end the quote there Um, because, as we all know, drama being dramatic is very sciencey this year. Uh, Again, just ask doctor, (laughs) doctor, everybody's a doctor now, apparently, um, just ask Governor Cuomo, who won an Emmy this year for his performance on the main stage of his news conferences. No, that's not actually a joke that it, that, that happened. He, he won an Emmy because his news conferences were so, again, dramatic. I, I would prefer, you know, informative, actual science and things like that. But apparently drama is really all we're going for at this point. Fauci goes on to say with his quote, um, I'm going to be with my wife, period. He told the Washington Post on Monday regarding his holiday plans, uh, quote, the Christmas holiday is a special holiday for us because Christmas Eve is my birthday. This is what Fauci said. He continued, and Christmas Day is Christmas Day. Um, And my daughters are not going to be home. That's painful. Um, And he went on for a little bit, end quote. Um, So it is sad that he cannot spend his birthday with his family this Christmas. Um, if memory serves, someone else has a birthday on Christmas that we celebrate each year that, I mean, to some might be a little bit more important than Fauci. Uh, something about the name of Christmas, Christmas. No, I, I can't remember who that would be. Anyway, if I remember, maybe we'll come back to that later. Yes, the highest form of science is now apparently drama. Um, so uh, if this is confusing, I, I will just try to explain it, it. We're in a very weird world where science is no longer science. You know, if some of you remember from, you know, high school or, or even college, the scientific method was come up with a hypothesis and actually try to um, try to refute your hypothesis through testing. Right. And you would actually question your hypothesis to try to make it fail. And then if it didn't fail, then you can know that your hypothesis was correct. Instead, we've entered this weird new scientific method where a hypothesis is put forward and then any questioning of the hypothesis is um, is heresy, I guess. 
it's it's a new kind of science of religion. It's sort of a philosophical religious science rather than actual sciencey science where you test things and see if they're right or wrong. And science isn't, as Fauci would say, dramatic. Um, it's just numbers and calculations and observations, and you observe what happens, and and then you, you make determinations based on what actually happens. Uh, again science if you went through high school sciences or college sciences you probably would have learned that um and it doesn't seem like we're following those things much anymore again we are i think in lockdown infinity if you're keeping score we were told in march 15 days to slow the spread now we're in december uh so we passed the 15 days and that didn't seem to matter uh then we were told to flatten the curve um, which actually we did for a while in, in many states, but that also didn't matter. Then we were told um, by Trump that a vaccine was coming by the end of the year. Then we were told by the news media that it would actually be a miracle if a two to four year process was completed by the end of the year. Then the vaccine was actually released this week and completed uh, by the end of the year. And now we can take the vaccine and we can go back to life as normal, right? Well, as it turns out, no question mark. Uh, I, I'm getting this report, and, and I saw um, this morning that actually the vaccine doesn't doesn't change anything. I guess so. Let's go to a representative from the IMHE on MSNBC. Are you getting your uh, vaccination this week? Uh, tomorrow morning, and I'm and I'm grateful for it. Um, Chuck, I just wanted to say uh, just a follow up on what Yasmin mentioned. Uh, just for your viewers out there, um, I, I know one of uh, the, the individuals who we just saw getting vaccinated is planning on traveling after the second dose. I, I, th this is a source of confusion, but no, I, I, this is one of the misperceptions here. Just because you get vaccinated with that second dose does not mean you should be participating in things like traveling in the middle of an out-of-control pandemic or that you're liberated from masks. Mm -hmm. Everything still applies until all of us get the two-dose regimen we don't think that's going to happen until June, July. But And again, this goes back to what we just talked about, Chuck. We don't know if just getting the vaccination prevents serious illness or does it also prevent you from getting infection um, entirely, meaning you can still get infected with the virus potentially and pass it on to others. So really, really critical. Don't let your guard down just because you got vaccinated. Okay, so as you heard it there, uh, from a an IMHE leader and uh, on a, you know a reputable news source MSNBC uh, that even if you get the vaccine, it may not actually prevent you getting the virus, prevent the spread of the virus. Um, so it I get confused. Like, well, then what is the point of the vaccine if it doesn't actually help? stop the spread which is apparently what we're trying to do or now i've seen a lot of signs again it was flatten the curve then it was slow the spread now it's actually stop the spread let's just stop the spread entirely and um by some accounts that i've read a hundred million out of 300 million people have already contracted some form of this virus just in america so if a hundred million people have had it in some form or another it seems like stopping the spread um, may not be possible. It's almost as if this virus is a tiny aerosolized particle that's floating in the air all over the world and nothing we can do to stop it because that's how the interaction of humans and viruses has been happening since almost forever. But what do I know? Uh, again, I'm not a doctor. 
And I'm told we have to slow the spread to not overwhelm the hospitals, but I'm curious what's the percentage that a hospital prefers to operate, 50%, 60%. I've been told also that most hospitals operate between 80 to high 90%, especially during this flu season. Some, some operate at high 90% because that's the most efficient way to operate when you have those high paid um, workers in a in a really crowded environment, that's that's the place where you're maximizing, uh, from an administration standpoint, the money that you put into it and, and the results that you get out of it. But again, what do I know? I'm not a doctor. I just read a lot of, of studies, again, trying to go back to that old scientific uh, method that is, if you don't know something, read about it and look it up and... At at one point, we used to do that, and again, I, I may be wrong on a lot of things. I'm, I'm okay admitting that I'm wrong, um, but there's a lot here that we're asked to take on faith, and any questioning uh, is seen, again, it seems like as heresy. You're a science denier. You're, um, uh, what was what was the uh, mask mask denier or something? Anyway, uh, there's a lot of different different phrases that come out that, seem a little more about calling people names than actually talking about numbers and, and statistics. Um, so uh, speaking of numbers, in San Diego County, which normally sees about 20,000 cases of flu at this point in the flu season, uh, currently has 40. Yes, not so last year, for instance, and last year wasn't even a big flu year, 2017, 18, according to the numbers I've read, is, is way higher. But Last year in San Diego County has approximately 20,000 cases of flu. And this year there were 40. Um, that's a, that's a dramatic difference. And when the, when, uh, some of the officials were asked about this, they just said, well, we're doing really well on masking and masking has stopped the flu, but that's a really confusing statement because if masks stop a flu virus, but they don't stop coronavirus, then I don't, I don't understand the science of how that works. Um, because we're again talking about aerosolized viral particles that unless you're wearing an actual respirator or N95 mask, cloth masks don't actually stop because the aerosolized particles are, are too small for cloth masks. A bunch of studies about that. Um, it, it seems maybe, and, and this is just my guess, maybe this new virus has taken the place of the normal flu in our hospital system. But anyway, I'm just a person who's really interested in public policy. Again, because I'm not a doctor, and, and so I can't prescribe anything. I, I can't say anything in that sense. But I am interested in public policy. How does this affect me? How does this affect my family? How does it affect my friends? How does it affect my community, even the city, the state, the country? What are these choices doing to us for the long term? And it, it, it may sound like a joke, but lockdown infinity seems like where we are and where we are headed since there is no clear objective on when this will end. It was 15 days in March. That didn't happen. It was a little bit longer. It was let's flatten the curve, which we did. It was let's wait for the vaccine, which we have. And now we're hearing that not even the vaccine will change our 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 situation. He said, we still have to social distance. We still have to mask. We still aren't even supposed to get on airplanes or travel uh, or see our family or friends. 
So what will change those things? That's the question. What is the objective we need to reach that shows we have overcome this season of virus and we can move back to the freedom we love and enjoy in America? If it's not slowing the spread, if it's not the vaccine, then what is it? Are we going to do masks forever? Are we going to do social distancing forever? Are we going to never have holidays again? Because you may remember this. I know it's been a long time and this has been the longest year in history it feels like, but it every year I've been alive and every year I can see in, in recent history, we've had a cold and flu season. And it seems like we're going to continue to have a cold and flu season for a long time. So every cold and flu season, every time a virus comes out, we have to lock down. Uh, will there ever be a time when we can be free to go to the grocery store and not cover our face, cover our humanity? Or, or am I out to lunch on this whole thing? Is, is that time over? Are masks really forever? Is this just the new reality that we will have to live in uh, even though I've yet to find an actual physical study where masks are effective? All of the numbers that I see in charts, the study from Denmark show that masks had little to no effect on the spread of the virus. Um, the studies that do show masks stopping some aerosolized particles are done in a lab without real human constraints. And as I've mentioned before, that may work in a lab, but humans are humans. And the human factor introduces so many weird elements, not wearing the mask right, not wearing the right masks, not wearing it at the right time. I was in a store the other day where somebody had a mask on and they took it down to talk to me, which personally, I don't have a problem with. But if you're talking about doing masks right, that's not it. Um, so if we're never going to be able to do it right because you cannot legislate human behavior, people are trying, but you cannot do it. The human condition is going to rebel against it because, as I've talked about before, the fundamental element the fundamental element of our hearts is a sin where we have trouble doing the right thing. It's been that way since the Garden of Eden. It will continue to be that way until we see Jesus face to face. Um, so if we can't do this right, are we just going to lock down forever? And now that we know that apparently the vaccine doesn't really change anything. Um, and in fact, we're, there's stories, there was a story in Alaska where there was a severe allergic reaction to a person that had no previous allergies. Uh, there were a couple of severe allergic reactions in Britain the other day, and we really don't know what's going to happen. Um, I read a study, both the Moderna vaccine and the Pfizer vaccine had one in 10,000 people get Bell's palsy. Um, so there are side effects and, and, so far, I haven't read anything that the benefit does anything for you because if it doesn't allow you to travel, if it doesn't allow you to take your mask off, if it doesn't allow you to live your life, then, and and this guy said it, it may not even stop the spread of the virus, what does it do? And again, okay, this is just one person talking and there's a lot of people talking about this and there's a lot of information that is happening and we don't know, but again, I want someone in the government to say when this happens and we complete this objective, then we're able to go back to life. And so far, every time we get close to an objective, the goal line shifts. And that is not a way to live. And that is not a free way 
uh, that, that's not living in freedom as we have for you know most of most of the history of America. I'm all, I've always been a person who's more concerned with why, why over what. I can stand doing all kinds of things, all kinds of what uh, things if they have a good reason. So far, the lockdowns, the masks, the vaccine don't seem to have a good why. All of the charts I've seen don't show any corollary of mask effectiveness. You can look up these charts. If you send me a message, I'll send you some of these charts. All the charts don't show any corollary of lockdown effectiveness. Uh, in fact, the issues associated with lockdown, like undiagnosed illness, missing checkups, social isolation, depression, child and domestic abuse, and on and on and on, these issues are exacerbated, exacerbated by the lockdowns and don't seem to be slowing the spread at all. There are tons of studies coming out for these poor students that are failing failing their studies all over America because at kids, especially boys, having a couple of boys myself, are not designed to sit in front of a computer all day. Like their brains, their physiology, their psychology just doesn't work well to that. Even as a grown boy, I can tell you I don't love sitting in front of a computer screen all day. And I still deal with a little bit of that ADHD where I just, I need to move every once in a while. And these poor, you know, like preteens and teenagers trying to sit down in front of a class every day online. And then a bunch of the underprivileged neighborhoods where they don't have internet, they don't have good internet, they don't have computers, like they're struggling through this and we are not doing them any favors through this, especially in light of most of the studies that I've read that show children not only are not vectors for transmission, uh, but don't don't get this and, and don't pass it on. So uh, in, in almost every case that I've read about, uh, the children got it from a parent, not passed it on to a parent or, or loved one in that sense. So we've shut down schools, businesses, churches, and on and on and on. And many people I talk to tell me, this is not a freedom issue. It's just an inconvenience issue. So you should just get over it and just deal with the inconvenience. And my response is, well, when, where is the line then of freedom? I have been told right now where I can and cannot go. I've been told where I can and cannot eat. I've been told what I have to wear with a mask. I've been told when I can leave my house with a curfew. So if this is just inconvenience, when is it more convenient? When does this pass the line of being a freedom that I, I can't go out of my house at certain times? I have to wear a piece of clothing. That's, that's never happened uh, in, in my life and in and many generations before. So so what, what line does that have to cross for it to be a freedom? Um, when they say, and this could possibly come, you have to get a vaccination um, is that going to be a line of freedom? Uh, what do you what do you say to that? If if it's mandated, and again, there there, there hasn't been effectiveness. Even this this guy is saying it doesn't change anything that you're doing. So now you're asking me to get a shot of something that I don't know what the long term effects are going to be, and may not do anything anyway to stop the spread, to slow the spread, to change me from getting it or getting it in a different way. Um, There's no clear objective here. And we can look at numbers that do clearly show that the majority of people that have died are elderly and have other pre-existing conditions. And again, that's sad. And every life matters. I want you to hear me if you've not checked out by this point already, but 
every life does matter and it's it's very sad but death is also a reality so so we can't escape it and and we want to protect those that are the most vulnerable and this vaccine probably makes really good sense for those that are the most vulnerable because anything at that point in life to help extend life is a good choice but if you're under 40 under 50 and you have a 99.9 percent chance of survival if you even catch it um it just doesn't it, these numbers aren't adding up and then if if it comes to a mandate like this is this could be a a strange situation and and really in terms of freedom you're telling me what i can and cannot do and enforcing something that changes my livelihood and and there are a lot of people around this country and in fact around the world that have been put into poverty because of these lockdowns because they cannot open Every day I'm seeing more and more videos and stories of people who want to open up their businesses, want to open up their restaurants. And I hear the news say this virus or hear a, a public official, a governor or mayor saying this virus is, is causing you to not work. No, that's not true. That's not true at all. We need to fight for the truth. And the truth is the government is causing people to not work because the government is not allowing people to work. That is the truth. Now, they have determined, they have decided, again, based on what science, I don't know and I don't see it, but they have decided that shutting down all these businesses is the right thing to do. But it's not the virus causing this. It's not the virus causing shutdown. It's not the virus causing um, this economy to crash and people to lose their livelihood. And man, I hear these people argue, well, it's just serving food. That's not a big deal. No, it is a big deal. When you serving food puts money in your pocket, which puts food on your table so you and your kids don't starve, that is a life and death big deal issue. And not to mention the psychological effect of the shutdown and the amount of depression that has skyrocketed over the last nine months, the amount of suicides that have skyrocketed over the last nine months. This is a terrible and tragic situation. And again, every life does matter. Those that are affected by this virus and those that are affected by the lockdowns that have been imposed because of this situation. And we need to consider all of these things. And it's not immoral to consider all of these things. We have to consider the best for the most amount of people. And that is not a clear cut issue. It's very complicated to not be allowed to talk about it does affect public policy. And again, I, I, I've been trying to avoid talking too much about this virus um, because of the intersection in between faith and culture, but this is a cultural issue now. It's, a, it's an issue of what am I free to do? What am I not free to do because of this virus? And if you have questions and you want some of these charts and resources, I'm happy to send them your way. If you want to know um, where some of this information is coming from, I'm happy to send that your way. I will just put this caveat out there. If all of the information you're getting is from the mainstream media, I can guarantee you that the picture you have of the situation is very limited. I don't want to tell you what to do. I don't want to tell you what to believe. That is not my place. My place is to say the truth is out there and the truth can be found if you are willing to look for it. And unfortunately, in this cultural environment, you are going to have to go out and look for it because the people that are bringing the, quote, truth to you are not truth tellers. And I'm sorry if that's the first time you're hearing it, but 
you have to know that if you want to find the truth, you're going to have to seek it, just as Jesus taught us. You have to seek first the, the, the truth and the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything else will be taken care of. And you're going to have to do a little bit of work on this. And I, again, I'm happy to share resources with you and show you where to find some of this information. Um, and I think it's important for you to make your own decision. You don't have to agree with me. You don't have to believe me. I, that doesn't bother me at all. My goal is truth. My goal is always truth to seek the truth, to provide the truth. I hope you search after that. And for what it's worth, I am going to celebrate Christmas this year. I don't care what they say. I, Christmas is really important. Uh, and I was making a joke earlier about Fauci's birthday, and I'm sad he can't celebrate his birthday. But I am going to celebrate Jesus' birthday because Jesus' coming made a difference. Jesus is the Lord of heaven and earth, and uh, there will be gifts, sure, but I, I don't really care about that. I plan on singing and worshiping and praying and reading the Christmas story from the Bible because even though the powers that be say we need to cancel Christmas, I am not canceling. I will celebrate the best day of all humanity when Jesus Christ was born and changed my life and your life forever. I celebrate this day Jesus came into the broken world with a purpose he came to save the lost, to bring hope, joy, peace, and love to a hurting people. And I celebrate all of that. And I do it with, with my family and friends and whomever uh, feels good enough to join me. I celebrate it, and I hope that you do too. Merry Christmas and keep the faith. Thank you for listening to Church Public. Check us out at churchpublic.com, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Church Public. Give us a like. Give us a subscribe on iTunes. We would love to hear from you. God bless. Merry Christmas. And keep the faith.